The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Hi, welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. And um, this is going to be a fun hour. This is going to be a very fun hour because uh, uh, we have on on our on the air uh, with us on the phone with us we have um, the uh, the author of a book, a brand new book called Three Thousand Coffee Breaks. His name is James Wedgwood, and he is uh, a ventriloquist and comedian from the Upper Midwest, and. Um, and he has a fascinating and inspiring story to tell us, um, also very educational. So uh, first of all, let me welcome you, uh, James, to the show. Yeah, great to be here, Howard. I'm very much looking forward to it and, and uh, talking with you and, and your listeners. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a very exciting, uh, a very exciting uh, time for both of us, I think, because um, I, I met you first about 10 years ago. Is that right? About nine years ago? Yes, exactly. Yep, you bet. And I think, uh, uh, I think you know what, first of all, let's, let's get a little bit ab- uh, about you. Um, you're, you have a very unusual profession, one that <laughs> inspires you to call yourself Puppet Boy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I play with big dolls for a living. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you need to explain that to the folks. Yeah, well, I, I basically, to make a long, long story short, back in the 80s, turned a childhood hobby into a profession. And uh, uh, I do ventriloquism for a living. I do a lot of corporate events. I've done colleges all over the country and uh, state and county fairs and um, all kinds of things. And I, I'm just very, very fortunate. I get to make people laugh. And, uh, um, and And I think one of the biggest blessings from that has been Meeting such a diversity of people in in this country, it's just been great, and developing an appreciation for so many people from so many different walks of life. I'm very, very fortunate. Well, uh, James, that, that that involves an awful lot of travel, doesn't it? Yes, it does, and I typically drive um, primarily because my dummies hate going in in uh, into the cargo hold of a plane. I I just hear about it for weeks afterwards. So. <laughs> You mean from the from the dummies? Yes, exactly. There's you know there's no yeah, I imagine they would down there, no restrooms. They, it's just brutal. So, so yes, I do travel quite a bit, and primarily driving um, uh, all over the country and Canada. Uh, haven't performed in Europe yet, but um, uh, someday we'll go there too. So, wow, that's that's great. And and so, uh, are, do we? Uh, uh, does the general listening public have any idea? Uh, are they likely to have heard of you or heard your show in any way, uh, other than at the at the corporate events that you attend? Well, you know, I do primarily uh, private things apart from state fairs. If they did want to see me, um, they just put in James Wedgwood in YouTube, uh, and Wedgwood just has one e, so W E D G W O O D. In YouTube, and I have a nice little uh, short video that'll come up. It's a lot of fun, and uh, uh, they can get a look at what I do when I'm performing. So, um, I've been on national TV a few times uh, uh, on the Crook and Chase show and on the old Statler Brothers show. And uh, actually, it's in my goals in the next year or two here to get back on and get some more national type of exposure. 
Well, I, I of course, uh, wish you the very best in, in achieving those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not exactly what we came here to start talking about. No. Um, why don't you tell the folks what happened to you about nine years ago uh, that led you to meet me in the first place? Well, you know, I was out in uh, Yankton, South Dakota at a show, and um, they had a racquetball court, and uh, there was a leak in the roof. And I slipped on some water in this court as I was banging a ball around after a show. And uh, I had a lot of pain in my back, and they took me to an ER. And by golly, they thought I'd ruptured a spleen. And the fellow said, well, no, after CT scan, your spleen is fine, but you have a 1.8-centimeter mass on the back of your left kidney. And uh, I uh, I was shocked. Um, not only just the shock of learning about something like this, but because my, uh, my best friend, the, the, the fellow you go through junior high, through all those formative, seminal adolescent changes with, junior high, high school, we were roommates in college. In 1994, he had been diagnosed with a, a much larger mass on his right kidney. And uh, I had watched him go through the traditional process of diagnosis. Uh, he did surgery. Um, they don't do chemotherapy with kidney masses. Uh, I watched it spread to his lungs and his brain and his liver. And this was a six-month process from diagnosis to him passing. And so six for me, for, wait, wait, wait. right next from, door to it, and so, personally, so you, it was even more so shocking. So using because conventional methods... You saw your best friend go from diagnosis to death, is it right? Yeah. In six months. That's correct. Yeah. And now June all of December. a sudden, how 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 long before your diagnosis had you seen that happen? Uh, he was diagnosed in '94 in June, and um, it took me uh, a long time, frankly, to recover from that. It was very impactive, and so I. Um, you know, that option wasn't very appealing to me, <laughs> obviously. So, so you, you, you did not have a lot of faith, as it were, in conventional medicine. Now, up, up in your area, um, is, isn't that, uh, isn't that uh, Mayo, Clinic, uh, Mayo Clinic country? It is Mayo Clinic country. Rochester is, uh, I'm in the Twin Cities, and uh, Rochester, where the clinic is, is just about 90 miles south of us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and clinic is quite a uh, quite a, a small statement for what that place is. I mean, it's it's, it's huge. It's, it's literally yeah. the entire town, isn't it? It, it is. It's downtown, and it, it dominates most of Rochester. And um, I, you know, I, I of course went to a couple of urologists, um, not at the Mail, but uh, here in the cities, and uh, I got different responses. Um, one fellow did not want to biopsy this mass for fear of spreading cells, the yeah, other fellow was all over biopsying it. He wanted to put me under a CT scanner and stick a needle in the mass. Oh, boy. And he was, he was a nice man. But, you know, most of the people I'd known who'd had these biopsies, so they ended up with metastases everywhere. And I, I was like, well, this isn't going to happen, <laughs> you know. James, but we have for, to, we have to um, just take a, a moment here to take a break. Yeah. Um, and um, we'll we'll be we'll be back in in about just a couple of minutes uh, right after the break. Um, but of course, we want to hear all about your experience, how you got to Gerson, and uh, and why you are here now, uh, nine or ten years later. So my pleasure. Uh, that will be uh, that will be a very interesting. Of course, we want to also speak about your book. Uh, this is uh, the power of natural healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Um, and we will have James's uh, James's book, which you will you will hear more about very very shortly. We have it for a special price for listeners um, of this program only. Uh, so you go if you go to GersonMedia.com/slash/three-thousand-coffee-breaks. That's three zero 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 coffee breaks, no punctuation. Uh, you get a special price of nine ninety five. Whereas the uh, the retail price of the uh, book will be uh, no, normally will be twelve ninety five, 
and um, I, I highly recommend this book. I, I think it's just it's not only is it poignant, but it's uh, but it's just delightfully well written and, and humorous as you'd expect from a comedian, and um, and light. And it's, it's it seems seems hard to imagine that a that a cancer book about uh, uh, a, a book about cancer uh, can be a light book and fun, but it is it is, uh, which is a compliment to uh, to James's uh, literary ability. So we'll be back right after the break, and we'll hear more about uh, uh, J- James, his experience, and his uh, and his book right after the break. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you figured out what's not working in your life? Could you use a little help? Join your host Tamaron for Let's Figure It Out. Tamaron has had both highs and lows in her life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to live a better life through health, relationships, and more. Her guests also come from the health and wellness industry, and together, Tamaron and her guests will help you get your life on the right path. Let's Figure It Out airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have a child in your life with autism, there may be a lot of questions that you need answered. What if your child has recently been diagnosed? Or maybe you have a question about treatment that your child is currently undergoing. For answers to these and more, tune into Autism Spectrum Radio with Dr. Bill Freya. Our guests will include parents and experts to discuss current experiences, treatments, and breakthroughs for those living with autism. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to the power of natural healing with your host howard strauss to be a part of our discussion this week please call 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com and now back to the power of natural healing Welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing, folks, and thanks for staying with us. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we will have, uh, uh, we do have James's book, uh, 3,000 Coffee Breaks, on special for the listeners to this program. And so um, uh, we're going to hear a little more about why a coffee break should be something very special. And um, and 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 how um, how James got from there to here because um, after being diagnosed with a mass on his kidney, his very best friend from year for from from high school from junior high, uh, and his college roommate and his sole buddy going through adolescence and young adulthood uh, had died in six months from having uh, the same kind of mass on on his kidney. So. Uh, and going the conventional route. So uh, yet here's James some nine years later talking to you about it, just like last week we had Lisa St. John talking to us about her pituitary tumor uh, nine years ago, and uh, and she's here to talk about it as well, all on the Gerson therapy. So James, um, you said that uh, that having seen your friend go through this very, very shortly before you got the same diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, you uh, you were not interested in going the same way, and I don't blame you. Well, you know, I I've got to admit, Howard, I I was a little torn because it's one thing, you know, I had proposed Gerson. Uh, uh, I'll digress briefly, but I had read a book by Jackie Davison, who went through this the Gerson therapy. I was fascinated by it. It jumped out from me to me, kind of in a in the health food department of the grocery store, and so. 
I was familiar with the Gerson therapy and amazed by what she she had recovered from melanoma. Mm-hmm. So this was in my psychology. And spread all over I had her body. Given, pardon me? Spread all over her body. Yes, exactly. And um, and I had given copies of her book to my friend uh, Randy, and he didn't take, you know, he didn't go that route. Um, it's his choice and not my call, but I sure wanted him to do it. But it was different when I was confronted with it myself. It was one thing to suggest it to other people, but to go through it myself was a, a different thing. So I've got to confess, I was, I was tempted, but I called the Gerson Institute. I got information. I applied. And one of the most impactful things that they did was they connected me with recovered patients. And I spoke oh, yeah. specifically with a fellow out east in New Jersey, and he had recovered from mass uh, kidney masses in both kidneys. Um, wow. And I spoke with another fellow who had recovered from lung cancer, and he was doing fine, and a third fellow. And so after speaking with these recovered patients, all of them said, I would have done Gerson first. None of them had. They had tried traditional healing methods. So here I was with a clean slate, you know, no surgery, uh, no other types of therapies, no incredible amounts of toxicity from chemo in my systems, which is very difficult, as you know, Howard, on your liver. And I thought, I don't have much to lose here. I thought if it goes bad, I still have surgery in my pocket, even though that's not my first choice. So I am going Gerson. And that made a long and, and you know, soul-searching process uh, you know, uh, that, that ended up being my choice. And so, um, uh, I, I made the call and the main thing I had to do is get the support also from my, my wonderful and caring and loving wife, uh, Gail, because as you know, she would be as impacted by this as I would. Um, Absolutely. we, we make, made the choice together and off we went. Well, so you went off, you went off to the, uh, to the Gerson clinic in Mexico. Yes, mm-hmm. which is where I met you. Uh, that was exactly. that was uh, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not often, uh, you know. I, I don't. I don't often. It, well, how, how many how many people write books about their cancer experience? Not a whole lot. Yeah, and, and yet you know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And yet here we, here we are. You know, nine years later, and I get in the mail. I get a book. By James Wedgwood, and I remembered you vividly because it was uh, it was just a, a delightful meeting when I met you at the clinic, and you were mm-hmm. so optimistic and up and and uh, and, and spirited about it yeah. um, that uh, that that you know you, you did make a big impression on me, and I was and I was hoping that you would you know you would continue it and you would carry through and you'd make it and and, and go back to a, a life of making people happy. Yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate I get to do that and and I see so many people who I get the opportunity to pull them out of their troubles for that hour or 45 minutes that I'm performing. They forget about what's going on in their lives and part of that is genetics. My father is a very positive person and I remember when I met you guys, I I thought, you know, I just somehow I had this sense of destiny and I I started writing then. I would write it on little three-by-five cards, what was happening. I kept a video journal, so I would have that to access when I didn't feel like writing things down. Um, and so I I kept on the path. Even, you know, two or three years uh, beyond my first two years, I said, I have to complete this. I know of so many people who start books with good intentions, and I thought, this can help people. This can show people what I went through and make them not feel so isolated or so freaky with whatever life-threatening health issue they're going through. Because that's what I found. I went through so many ups and downs and spiritual and physical processes and evaluations on my own. I wanted to let people know that that is normal. You're going to go through that. Even though when you go out in the world, People will be looking at you, expecting you to behave normally as you were pre-diagnosis, even though internally you're churning <laughs> on this roller coaster of, of, of uh, you know, major health issues. So I, I had to do it, and and um, 
and you guys were so supportive, and specifically your mother. Um, oh yeah, she oh she emailed me and called and was there as a resource, and and you know this is Charlotte Gerson who's taking time with little puppet boy, you know. <laughs> so you know, but but you 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 kind of assume that you're less than important, um, and uh, and that's not true. Every every single person, and we 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 really. Uh, you know, we we risk our lives doing this uh, for for our patients, and uh, yeah. So yeah, the patients are the most important thing uh, in our lives. They are the most important thing. I mean, that's why we do it. So well, you're, uh, you're not truly a blessing, truly. And you know, but but you bring up something something very interesting, and I, and I don't know how much we're going to be able to uh, talk about it before the break, but we'll we'll continue after the break, and that is isolation. Um, mm-hmm. Cancer patients often. Uh, suffer a lot of isolation, not only uh, while they're on the therapy because of the because of the very intense uh, and and uh, time-consuming and 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 odd diet that they have to eat. They can't participate in the normal activities that uh, that they've been participating in uh, for the rest of their lives uh, for for a year or two years. Um, they have yeah. to isolate themselves. But even before the diagnosis, when someone is someone knows they have cancer, when every when their friends know they have cancer, they're so they're so afraid of it that for themselves. They're afraid just even thinking about it. They'll they'll get cancer themselves, and they kind of tend to avoid you. Um, mm. That's that's a very a very difficult thing for a cancer patient. The, the rest of the world kind of goes away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. And, but when you're down at the, when you're down at the clinic. Heck, everybody's in the same boat with you. Yeah, so, it was great. Yeah, we I can touch on that experience when uh, uh, you let me know when your break is. But uh, yeah, we had some wonderful experiences there. Truly wonderful. People well, were uh, there. It's kind uh, of in the same boat. They've all had that same isolating experience, and they're just so happy to be able to talk to somebody. Yes, and speak and really about it without being shunned. Yes, and everybody. Everybody is discussing the same things. Uh, as you mentioned, we'll talk about the coffee breaks, but everybody is <laughs> learning those and going through that detoxification. And uh, we met fascinating people there, everyone from uh, farmers from out west to uh, a couple from, uh, they were from the Netherlands, uh, and fascinating people. And, and in fact, the, the, the uh, gals from the Netherlands, who we, we just resonated with them, uh, just laughing. We had to laugh. We had to uh, share our experiences because, uh, you know, we didn't know what the future was. But th- that was very, we had that cocoon for those two weeks. Gail and I both had this Gerson cocoon and womb to learn it. And, and that support carried us for a long time. Uh, this learning the procedures and the physicians also were very caring. And it gave a lot of validation to this process that a lot of the world, you know, looks at and goes, uh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you're going to put coffee where? <laughs> where? Okay. So, uh, okay, we, we're, we're coming right up on the break here. And, uh, and so we're, uh, we're about to address the, uh, address the um, subject of the coffee break and why your book is called 3,000 Coffee Breaks and why they're so important to you that you made it the title of your book about your recovery from, uh, from a cancer that had killed, just killed your best friend. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's really strange for most, uh, most Americans to think about, but, um, but it, is, uh, uh, it is a very, very important procedure. This is yeah. the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're uh, we're speaking here with uh, James Wedgwood, uh, author of Three Thousand Coffee Breaks, a book that is available at GersonMedia.com/slash Three Thousand Coffee Breaks. That's three zero 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 Coffee Breaks, uh, and you can go right there. That page has a special offer uh, where you can buy this great, great, wonderful book about uh, hope, recovery, poignant uh, support from. Uh, from uh, from wife and family and uh, friends and and uh, you know just just written written from a personal perspective uh, of of a very delightful and uh, and and literate and and, and well spoken uh, young man and uh, it was, it's a delightful book so you get a special break on that you get it for nine ninety five on that page 
uh, and we're not advertising that page. That page is a special offer for those people who, uh, who are listening to this program. <coughs> we're coming up on a break here. Um, uh, please stay with us. The, um, the Power of Natural Healing will be right back with you right after the break with James Wedgwood. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. Um, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, uh, where James Wedgwood's book, 3,000 Coffee Cups, will be a, uh, is available at, um, at gersonmedia.com slash 3,000 Coffee Breaks. That's 300 Coffee Breaks, no other punctuation, uh, for a special price for listeners to this program. So, um, James, you were uh, you were about to describe your um, your experience at the clinic, uh, how you arrived, um, how you made your way into the into the routine, and what your impression of those coffee breaks were was. Yeah, well, we uh, we decided so that Gail and I could learn it, and uh, Gail's my wonderful wife and uh, spouse, and um, we decided to go to the clinic, so it wouldn't be quite as much pressure, and we would learn it properly in that environment and access that resource. And, you know, we were pleasantly surprised. Both of us have worked at a hospital. Uh, Gail's sister, uh, two weeks before I was diagnosed, had passed, and we had been through that process of the bings and bongs of a hospital and all the noise and the hubbub. And the clinic there was refreshingly far simpler and very professional staff, very supportive, but not all of the hubbub and the intensity you know, it's a small facility, and they were very gracious and kind and exceedingly professional, and they taught us the medications. Um, as you know, Howard, on the therapy, uh, they put me on the full therapy, 13 organic juices every day, uh, apple carrot, apple, uh, green juices that were full of uh, all sorts of great green things, green apples, green lettuce, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the wonderful uh, organic, saltless, uh, vegetarian diet uh, that we ate there. Um, we learned to embrace that. Gail loved it. She was already vegetarian and wonderfully prepared. All the staff was very friendly. And then, of course, they taught us how to do the coffee breaks because, as you know, the juices and the meds that you're on, they pull the toxins out of your system, uh, not just the mass, but things hiding other places and help your body identify what is wrong, what is priority number one, and address that. They pull that out, 
push it through your liver and into your bloodstream, et cetera. Well, your liver pulls it out of your bloodstream, I apologize. Um, and then because of the intensity of these poisons being pulled out, you have to detoxify. To do that, you use a coffee enema. And what that does, and correct me if I misstate any of this, but it uh, stimulates the bile ducts and the ducts in your gallbladder uh, and your liver to pull these toxins into your colon and then excrete them from your body. So um, they taught me how to prepare Absolutely. correctly at room temperature, the correct proportions, and, uh, and taught me how to administer this this coffee enema, and uh, it's it's something to get used to. <laughs> it's um, it's. But I won't uh, I won't argue with that. You absolutely have to get used to it. It's not uncomfortable. It's not at all. In fact, to this but day, but you still have to get used to that kind of a process. It's uh, it's very strange for most Americans to even think about that. But you know, the thought of it is is the only thing to overcome because once you have done a couple. You know, it's very comforting. You have warm fluid going into your digestive tract, uh, and once you push these toxins out, the caffeine stimulates everything to come out. You feel much better, incredibly better. So what you're saying what then is that the, that the toxins are what make you feel uncomfortable, and having mm-hmm. them out is definitely a, a great advantage. Yes, it's it's amazing, and. Uh, to this day, you know, Gail and I do them on a regular basis, and uh, it's amazing for anything. You know, headaches, aches and pains, blah, 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 it, it addresses it. And um, so, yeah, like I say, it took a little bit to learn it uh, and get it down, but it, it definitely a major detoxification tool in this entire process. In fact, well, Howard, you told me yourself, they used them in World War I them down there is coffee breaks. Pardon me, I'm sorry, Howard. What they call them down there is coffee breaks, and you get to hang a sign on your door so that people yep. don't barge in on you in the middle of it saying coffee break. Exactly. And that's what I, you know, over the course of my journey on the therapy, in the two years that I did the therapy religiously, um, we did 3,000-plus coffee breaks. I think it's 3,600-some and hence the title of the book. <laughs> so, so because um, we're talking about five a day. Now, many people ask, many people ask, of course, why, uh, why five a day? I mean, isn't one enough to empty your colon? No, it's not. Uh, I did them on the regular basis, and when I got up to, you know, the end time, when it was time for me to do that coffee break, I could feel it. I could feel the toxicity in my body. I would be a little bit lightheaded, uh, a hair disoriented, and I needed to detoxify because those toxins were giving me a definite physical reaction. And in fact, if you do the therapy and don't detoxify enough, it can be dangerous. So you have to detoxify if you're on the Gerson therapy. Absolutely. It's not, a, it's not an optional. No, it is not. Not at all. <laughs> Uh, right. But again, so, so and this is so you're you're actually doing five a day when you're yeah. on the therapy, and which is which which is certainly keeps you within fairly short range of your of your um, bathroom, and um, and then the, the thirteen juices a day that's uh, about one every hour that also yeah. keeps you um, keeps you sort of tied down very fairly close to the kitchen because you want to drink those juices very very fresh right out of yeah. the juicer. So yeah. uh, describe a little bit the uh, the isolation um, that you felt when you were on the therapy. Well, first, God bless my wife. Um, she was a saint. In fact, one chapter in the book is titled Saint Gail, and um, uh, frankly, I just I choke up thinking about it because she she would bring me flowers. She, you know, worked hard to make the food palatable. She supported me. We we both suffered from isolation. Um, her with the stress of taking, of doing what she was doing. And, you know, me, I did the juices, she did the cooking, and it was a two-person job. In fact, you know, one thing that we did, Howard, because we both were feeling the stress, and, you know, as, as any married couple does, you would have misinterpretations of phrases or this or this. There was no animosity at all. It was just the stress of all of this 
manifesting in different ways. Um, my mother, when she read the book, said, you know, Jim, I had no idea that this is what you were going through. And had I known, I would have come and helped more, you know. But um, what we did, Tower, one strategy we did, we brought friends over to help us just clean up at the end of the day, to clean our kitchens. Gail, our house used to be a duplex, so we have two kitchens. And having these friends in gave us social time. It helped us with the most arduous task at the end of the day, cleaning the juicers, cleaning up where Gail had been cooking, and we got social time, and that helped us immeasurably to cope. We brought them into our little Gerson womb, and um, that was a, a great stress reliever. Once or twice, three well, times well, a week, me, I think. Let me did. ask you then, uh, James, it, at some point, at some point, you must have realized that you were, that you were not getting worse, that you were not going to be following the same path as your very best friend, and that, yeah. you were, that you were very likely to be able to recover. Yeah, I think, you, you know, uh, you, you're scared to death, of course, at first, even on Gerson. I, you know, I didn't count any chickens, <laughs> you know. Right. Having watched my buddy, and two weeks before I was diagnosed, my wife's uh, sister passed. And so um, uh, I think I was probably... For sure, when I hit Randy's landmark of six months, and then a year passed, and then I started doing some shows. About three or four months out, I started doing some shows. We took the therapy on the road, took a juicer, you know, uh, took all the so food. You can, I mean, you I, was, I was adamant about it. But gradually and surely, I thought, okay, I'm, I am going to survive. I Probably a year and a half, I think, and uh, after scans showed... Um, and I have to preface, success with my type of mass is not necessarily total dissolution. The case studies that I read um, that the Gerson Institute and your mother put together, several people still had their kidney mass. They had just been either made inert or benign, and they were still living with them 12 years later, but they weren't getting any larger. And that seemed to be the case with me. When I would get scanned, it might be a little smaller, but it wasn't just going bye-bye. And so it was like, it's like, okay, I'll take that, <laughs> you know? Really? As long yes. as, as long as you can still feel it, <laughs> you're there yeah, to and, feel it. You know, and I don't really feel it. I, I just, uh, you know, it's like I, it was like, okay, so I know it's there. It's happy little 1.8 centimeter self. And I, um, you know, I while I don't do Gerson thirteen five, I don't don't do stupid things either. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but yeah, it seems it take a while to, to realize. Sense. I'm. I think I'm going to survive and be okay. And I have done, you know, maybe a thousand shows since my diagnosis. So wow. So yeah. so uh, so you and you credit. You definitely credit the Gerson therapy for your for your longer term survival. Oh my gosh, yes. In fact, this is a sad story. My own brother in law, my sister's husband, big strap and six two fella, was diagnosed with breast cancer in oh four. I was diagnosed in oh three. In oh four he had a small mass on his his left um, you know, chest tissue. Long story show short, he passed uh about a year and a half ago. From breast cancer, the metastasized, and um, we—he knew about the—he knew what I was doing, and um, you know, and I thought about broaching him, but he preemptively said, "And I'm not putting any coffee up my—and you can fill in the expletive." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay, but we watched him go through different rounds of chemo, trial meds. They went to biopsy a mass behind his sternum. And because it was hot on a PET scan. They went in behind his sternum. On the way out, two days before Christmas, four years ago, they severed an artery. They scrubbed up a surgical nurse and they, uh, her physician. They scrubbed up a, 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 a vascular surgeon. He had to, they had to crack his sternum like you do in a bypass to repair this medical mishap, doing a, a biopsy. You know, so we just I watched him go through the ringer, and it was like, you know, and... I, I would have, you know, waited on him hand and foot if he had chosen to do the Gerson therapy. He's my brother-in-law, yeah. but it wasn't his you got choice. A break again, up, it wasn't James. my call. 
we got a break coming up, um, and uh, and we'll get right back to you after the break. Um, this is our last break, uh, folks. Um, we're we're talking with uh, James Wedgwood, the author of Three Thousand Coffee Breaks, well, a book we highly recommend. He chronicles his experience in kind of in, in a light and uh, and and fun fashion because uh, because he's a comedian. He's a, got a sense of humor. He just uh, he loves life. And he loves having recovered his life from uh, from from the uh, kidney cancer that he had. Um, he's alive and well, and uh, and he's uh, ten years, nine years out from his diagnosis, um, way further than any of the people that he knows who had cancer and went the conventional route. This is Howard Strauss, the Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Where if you if you go to gersonmedia.com/slash three thousand Coffee breaks. That's three zero zero zero. Coffee breaks. No punctuation. You get a special price on his book, an introductory price of nine ninety five, um, and where the regular price of his book is going to be twelve ninety five. So, uh, I urge you to uh, to look into Gerson Health Media and uh, join our newsletter uh, by just giving us your email address uh, and and look at the books and literature and movies that we have available. We will um, uh, we'll be back right after the break, and um, we look forward to uh, finishing up with uh, James Wedgwood. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you know the four major principles to healthy living? If we incorporate these principles in our everyday decisions, we could all live better and healthier lives. Tune in to The Joys of Healthy Living with your host, Dr. Ed Dodge. By tuning in each week, you can learn about the four principles for healthy living and how to incorporate them into your life. Dr. Dodge and his guest experts will share tips and discoveries from every aspect of health. The Joys of Healthy Living is broadcast live every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready for a revolution in diet and health? Confused about what to eat and how to prioritize your health concerns? Let's turn conventional wisdom on its head and rethink the old rules. Good health means real food, sound sleep, great supplements, and the right exercise. Join holistic nutritionist Beverly Meyer for the Primal Diet Modern Health Show. She'll help you rewrite your human owner's manual. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing, folks. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media uh, at gersonmedia.com. We invite you to uh, drop your email address into the upper right-hand corner, and um, and and we'll give you notifications about uh, what's happening and uh, events and new uh, new literature. We've got books coming out, DVDs, uh, and um, and if you go to gersonmedia.com/slash three thousand coffee breaks, you get a special price on James Wedgwood's book. Uh, which is a, a delightful book, a very, uh, a very lovely and poignant story, and a tribute to his wife Saint uh, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, we were just we were just uh, chatting about um, about how your experience with your with your best friend, with your brother-in-law, with your s- sister-in-law dying of cancer, and uh, and nobody seemed to be able to do anything except make them more miserable um, and make the cancer spread. Um, you know, it turns out to be a fairly uh, fairly common experience for Americans now, with cancer rate being about one in two point three, where uh, one in two point three Americans sometime uh, will sometime in their life will get cancer. Um, I, I can see why your book would help many many people. Yeah, well, that's you know that's why I put it together, and I 
I've, I've read a few cancer books too, and I, I also wanted to bring, you know, some of the, the joys that Gail and I experienced to it too. We, um, you know, even though it was very stressful, we, we actually, it brought us a lot closer. We, we took a, a road trip. I had two arts, um, performances in Nebraska. And so we, we rented a motor home and we loaded Gail, me, the entire Gerson therapy and coolers, a juicer and our dog. And we went to Nebraska, <laughs> you know, and we would, we were, I remember stopped in a rest stop in Murdo, South Dakota. And I made some juices up. I did a coffee enema in a motor home in a dusty parking lot in South Dakota, you know, and then off we went to Nebraska. And it was um, an interesting adventure. And we had a lot of, it, you know, it wasn't all heavy. We had a lot of interesting things and fascinating people that we met on the way. And, um, uh, well, in fact, one of my dummies asked to do a coffee enema. And I said, no, I, I can't let you do that. <laughs> I, pr- I presume, of course, that would be coffee bark. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, and and you know, one of the interesting things too that I have found with this was, so many people I talked to about this said, you know, I know a guy or my cousin tried this alternate thing or I saw this thing on Oprah, and several people. Many, many people, I thought I'd get people thinking I was crazy, but a myriad of people had been through the traditional process, as you say, with a relative, with a parent. And they said, you know, if I was in your shoes, I'd be exploring the same type of thing. Or they knew people who tried this and this and had recovered. And it, and I got more support, much more support than I ever thought. Um, and and that was, that was a, a joy. And then of course, meeting people and sharing what I had been through with them. And I, I hope to do that more um, just to bring this this alternative. This the, the thing that resonated most with me, Howard, throughout this process was it, it boosts your body's own systems, your body's own healing systems. It's not trying to put poisons in to kill tissue. It's using your own body systems to handle what's there as your body best knows how. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a fascinating process, and um, we I do try to put uh, some humor and levity and and joy in it. Um, uh, like I say, I took it on the road. I have done juicing and coffee breaks in more hotels, you know, from from super eights and motel sixes to high class Radisons, you know. <laughs> And I'm in. The, I'm laying on the bathroom floor doing my thing, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, praying, praying that housekeeping doesn't knock. So there you go. <laughs> so you, you know, you're you're. Um, uh, well, that's why they have those little. Uh, that's why they have those little things you hang on the door handle. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but but you know, every Gerson patient has some uh, has some really bizarre story about where they did a coffee break, myself included. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, parking garages and you know in the back corner of a parking garage in Silicon Valley and in, in an air, in an air, airport uh, uh, men's room. Uh, wow. In, in, <laughs> I'm impressed. Yep. <laughs> even in an airplane, even an airplane. Uh, 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 laboratory, those little wow. cramped little spaces. You know, when you need it, you need it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a, you, you do, in, in, in the median strip of a, of a big boulevard down in uh, Solvang, uh, mm. California. <laughs> wow. I remember one time at a county fair in Iowa, I rented a, a little motor home, or a little trailer, and I was starting to feel the woozy effects of the juices, I thought, okay, so 20 minutes, you know, before going on stage, here I go. I do my thing. <laughs> I go out, grab a dummy, and knock him dead. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and and as you, as the coffee starts to do, do its thing, your mind starts functioning again properly, because yeah. of course your brain is affected by toxicity as well and can't function properly. Uh, yeah, I noticed yeah. especially um, that uh, when I do the New York Times CrossFit puzzle. That I start the answers start to flow very very quickly. Yeah, 
Yeah, James, I did uh, a lot of reading. We have, about, uh, we have just a just a moment here uh, until the end of the show. Uh, is there anything particularly you'd like to leave your audience with? Well, you know, I I would encourage them to explore all options and to stay open minded if they're diagnosed. Um, people find what's right for them, uh, but it it I I wrote this be, because I could give back to uh, and to help people explore other options and to let them know if they're diagnosed with something, they're not alone, they're not freak shows, and that there's other choices out there. And, um, and frankly, as a thank you uh, to uh, you, to your mother, to the Gerson Therapy people, and uh, a way to help. There's thousands of people who will go through this process, unfortunately. In other words, the serious illness process. And hopefully they'll find Gerson, and hopefully, uh, if it's the right choice for them, it will be a, a wonderful experience for them. Well, I, th- I certainly think you've given it a wonderful and a, a lovely voice um, with with this great book. Uh, I, I urge everybody to look into it. Um, 3,000 Coffee Breaks by James Wedgwood, W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D, James Wedgwood. Oh. And, Howard, by the way, I did the entire interview without moving my lips. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I, I would have never been able to tell. <laughs> you're, you're, you're clearly the expert here. <laughs> uh, tune in again next week to The Power of Natural Healing on the voiceamerica.com network. Um, Gerson Health Media brings you this show at gersonmedia.com, and you can get James's book, uh, for a special introductory price of nine ninety five, it just came out of nine ninety five at gersonmedia.com slash three thousand coffee breaks with the three thousand being three zero zero zero. No other punctuations in there, and um, uh, we have a special web page so you can order straight off the web page. And um, uh, we, uh, we we think it's a wonderful book, and I personally am going to be giving a lot of those to uh, to my friends uh, and family who are on uh, either on the therapy or uh, know people who are on the therapy. So uh, please check into it, and again, join us again next week for another exciting guest on Gerson on on the power of natural healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.